You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. 40 years ago, this is Emeritus Rex with Rabbi Ruvain Yoshua Pupko, the rabbi of Beth Israel, Beth Aaron, Cote St. Luke, a city that was somewhere near Montreal, actually right a couple of blocks away, part of Montreal in a way. Oh boy, Canada, Montreal, Canada, uh, Quebec in Canada. Boy, Canada is really in the news, finally. Wow, everything's about Canada. Yeah, um, we won uh, the speed skating gold last uh, <laughs> morning in China. Yeah. We won the... Yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah. talking about the truckers. Oh, the I was... Truckers. Yes, yes. You know, I know Canadians are, are staying up uh, watching the Winter Olympics because, you know, curling and all those winter sports are like, they're all part of the Canadian mentality. But, you yeah. watch the Winter Olympics to warm up. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the... Uh, uh, well, you know, the Canadian, how's the hockey team? Uh, is the hockey, is the Canadian hockey team uh, advancing? Is, uh, I don't follow this, uh, you know, even superficially, but I believe I heard that the women's uh, hockey team is playing the American hockey team, women, obviously, women against women. Uh-huh. Uh, because it would be not right to have women against men on, on a hockey rink. Right. Uh, right. Women against women who are battling for the gold in women's hockey. Uh, um, I don't know where the men are. Yeah, I, I know the American team lost to Slovakia. I saw yes, that. A devastating blow. Yes, it was a devastating <laughs> blow. And, uh, I think they had Gordie Howe was yeah. on their team somehow. The ratings, they, the ratings weren't as high as the Super Bowl, but uh, every, people were concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but really the thing is, yeah, the blockades. I mean, I, you, know, you know what was fascinating to me? I didn't realize all these little points of, 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 entry between Canada and the U.S. Americans, uh, Americans would shudder with fear if they knew how easy it would be for Canadians to invade the U.S. We have multiple border crossings. Yes. Uh, I want to well, go to Emerson. Citizens of America, we're, we're asleep one night. We could come in and swarm and overwhelm you yes. and steal back all our maple syrup. I want to like an Emerson, Manitoba. <laughs> right. Where, where's that? They're going into Montana, I think it is. Emerson, Manitoba. We would all be singing Gordon Lightfoot songs as we march across. <laughs> yes. What is it? The, the Edmund Fitzgerald comes back. <laughs> the ghost of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. yes. It, it would be. It would be definitely be something. But all these border crossings, like you know, I'm. It's popping in my head, and the the, the protests, the Canadian. Uh, truckers, of course, are protesting uh, the the vaccine mandates uh, that they aren't able to enter the country uh, if they are unvaccinated. They need to quarantine for a number well, of here's weeks. The thing. Canadians are a remarkably compliant people. We are very compliant. Uh, you know, people tell us what to do. We listen. We have trust in our government. Uh, we have trust in science, which is so important. And so. Canadians at the beginning of COVID, uh, uh, you know, were told they had to wait four months longer than Americans to get a hold of a vaccine. People were panicking. Jews especially were in a state of panic. They were crossing the border illegally in order to get vaccines. But Canadians in the main listened. We listened. And then we were told to stay home for a long time. We stayed home. Then we were told to get, you know, vaccinated. We all got vaccinated. We have a crazy high vaccination rate. Um, 
you know, it's uh, like, oh, it's about 90% of vaccinated. We listen. And this is a startling departure from the Canadian norm, this revolt of the common man. And uh, basically, it's an expression of, of, of dissent, not only from this specific policy of, uh, of, of mandating that uh, uh, truckers be vaccinated to cross the border, um, but it's about a general feeling of enough is enough about all the restrictions, whether they be vaccine passports or masking mandates. Um, so for instance, it was just announced yesterday that this coming Monday, I will be allowed to open my synagogue without asking our congregants for their vaccine passport because we were closed. We, I mean, you know, whatever we were supposed to be closed. Uh, we just opened up the beginning of February with a vaccine passport uh, obligation, but now even that's being lifted. So it's clear in Ontario, a lot of provinces are loosening up because remember the federal government in Canada doesn't have any role to play in these mandates. Uh, the only ones they have a role to play is on border crossings. That's the so, in other words, each province decides. Right. has different you know, approaches on schools, on masks, on vaccine passports. In other words, the vaccine passport I use is not a Canadian vaccine passport. It's Quebec. It's like in the States. It's, 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 a, it's, it's given over to the, the provinces. And uh, But what's clear is that these truckers have triggered a wave of liberalization in, in, in many ways across the country because governments are now afraid of what the response will be. But yeah, it's, it's, it's one part of the story. The other part is obviously COVID numbers have dropped, but politicians are now moving quickly to get ahead of, of protests. So uh, so they've clearly had an impact. But again, it's, 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 a, it's a remarkable expression of dissent, very unusual for Canada. Um, and, and, I, and, and I think it's probably, as you said, in your uh, introductory remarks, it means more when a usual compliant people right. finally say enough is enough. Obviously, you know, if you're talking about, you know, Americans that are known to be surly and argumentative compared to Canadians and, you know, don't tread on me and push back, of course, there's going to be that American. You are a you know, very polite people here. Yes. So, and that's why. With one major exception, uh, Kiddush and Shul, the aggressiveness at Kiddush is the same as it is in New York. All right. I, I don't know. Maybe that should be one of the new events at the Olympics. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's instead of curling, we will have, you know, you know, you know, Kishka, um, <laughs> Kishka curling. I mean, where you're going to have to like elbow your way to get to the Kishka at the table and see who's able to get to that first. But but but, but, again, I, but, but again, it's. It, it's a big country. It's diverse. Quebecers are different than Albertans, obviously, but generally, there it is a uh, you know. Somebody I, wants- I think that's why it's a world story. The reason why it's a world story is not true. There is a a, a, a it just adds to the problems of right. the supply chain, and the and people in the United States are not happy that the products aren't going to be going and back and forth. But I think the reason why it's a worldwide story is because it's Canada. And right. if the Canadians are having enough of it, that shows you that this really was too much, that really the cure has been worse than the disease. Right. So, so that, it, that's clearly the case. Yeah. Canadians, it's out of our national character. But again, we uh, also the political situation here is very unusual. I mean, what I'm saying, I don't when I say unusual, I mean, very different than what Americans would be used to. Our prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, whose uh, father was prime minister decades ago, uh, he's won three elections. He's not going to run again. Uh, 
he he uh, won a minority government. As as uh, as as Billy Crystal, as Fernando Lamas would say, he looks marvelous. <laughs> right. So he's, yeah, a, he's a fine-looking gentleman. I don't yeah. know what's considered good-looking in men. For instance, I've always thought you were you were breathtakingly good-looking, and uh, some people ooh. told me I'm a little misguided in that. Yes, well, but, so I, I don't know what's considered good-looking. <laughs> My point is, besides his, <laughs> besides his father being prime minister and the fact that he's photogenic, um, it, it, do you? And again, I, no one's going to hold you. Oh no, he's a you say fellow, but, but here's the thing. Right now, I mean, his government, he, he won an election with a little bit over 30% of the vote, uh, which would be impossible, you know, in a, in a non-parliamentary system like the U.S. But uh, the, op- the listen, many American Jews remember uh, the Canadian Prime Minister, Stephen Harper, who was a remarkable oh, yes. uh, friend, friend of the Jewish people and of the state of Israel. The reason the conservatives got elected in those years was because the the, the, the left was divided because you had a strong NDP, right, which is, you know, uh, uh, to the left of the liberals that Trudeau leads, and you had a strong NDP, so the left was divided and the conservatives could sneak in. The NDP is no longer uh, popular, and they've gone down. It's very hard to imagine a scenario under which the conservatives lose an election without the left being divided enough for the conservatives uh, to squeeze in. uh, and remember, even you know, when the conservatives have won, they basically won Quebec. Uh, guys like Mulroney were able to win win seats in Quebec because um, Quebecers are conservative economically, but not socially conservative. So when, but the Albertans and the guys out west are also socially conservative, religious conservative, and that turns off the Quebecers. So it's very hard. To, you need to get for the conservatives to win. You need a, a figure who can you know, uh, attract votes in the West and in Quebec, and that's hard to do. Um, but uh, but right now, Trudeau's the prime minister. They've invoked the Emergency Act, which is going to give them a financial, really financial instruments to penalize the protesters and confiscating trucks and taking away bank accounts. Obviously, some people see this as an excessive intrusion into civil liberties. Uh, there was an attempt by some to discredit the truckers because a couple of idiots showed up with swastika flags you know but in fact they've been there three weeks and it hasn't been repeated uh generally speaking they're they look like average canadians to most spectators um but again they, they cleared the bridge the other day the bridge collecting windsor detroit connecting windsor detroit which uh takes away the harm from the auto industry but uh, but right now ottawa parliament right near parliament hill you have a three-week blockade of streets that's spilled over into residential neighborhoods. People are very upset. And uh, the Emergency Act, which was uh, which was put into place, also gives the government the power to bring in out different police forces in order uh, to clear the streets. Because the Ottawa police couldn't do it. I mean, they just don't have enough policemen in Ottawa. So uh, they need to do that. So the thinking is they're going to bring in, you know, uh, you know, have, you know, uh, a lot more cops, and they're going to swarm the protesters and get rid of them. I think the fear is that in that scenario, a lot of things can go wrong. You know, one uh, one party to that encounter, whether on the police side or the protester side, makes a mistake, and God forbid someone gets hurt, it could really trigger, uh, you know, a, a much more violent uh which would be very unusual for, as you say, for, right. for Canada. Can you talk a little bit about um, 
you know, obviously it's something to talk about in shul, but is there a connection that you have with the Ottawan Jewish community? Um, is anything there uh, that like are no, some of the- No Jews involved at all, except for one thing. The most famous kosher bakery in Canada is Chesky's. A Hasidish guy, a wonderful guy, has a bakery in Uchamal, which is the only place in all of Quebec where Jews and Quebecois regularly intersect. The Quebecois in Utrecht love Cheskis, and they stand in line together. Um, and Chesky uh, is a is a sympathizer with the truckers, uh, and he he sympathizes with their cause. And he uh, he went to Ottawa and delivered rugelach to the truckers. <laughs> that so far has been the only Jewish involvement that I'm aware of, uh-huh. and of course Jews being upset at the swastika flags. But even the swastika flags, I mean. When when somebody shows up at a demonstration like that with swastika flags, it's it's it is legitimate to ask what's their point. In other words, are they saying I'm a Nazi and I'm against the government, or are they saying the governments are a bunch of fascists for imposing these rules? I don't know what they meant with the flag. No one asked them what they meant. Is it I'm a Nazi or you're a Nazi? I'm not sure. <laughs> See. Either way, no one likes seeing swastikas. Um, and and. The uh, are there in the House of Assembly? Or you know, you know, we know about a lot of Jewish uh, persons that have roles, Chuck Schumer and others. Are there Jews in the uh, House of Assemblies? There are there. Oh, absolutely, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, yeah. And, and and they have, are. Uh, you know, a, a good friend of mine is a is a senator, uh, Mark Gold. We have uh, uh, we have our own uh, member of the member of Parliament from Cote Saint Luke from actually. Called something else in federal politics in Mount Royal. Uh, Anthony Housefather. We have Yara Zaks, uh, who represents a Jewish riding uh, out of Toronto. We have others. Uh, yeah, sure. We have Jews in, in Parliament. Yeah, and and I'll did, tell you a funny story. Go ahead. An anecdote. I, I'm trying to mind this baby because I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of stuff. Here. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Arnold Donald. You know, Aaron uh, uh, Donald. Aaron. Aaron. Don- I got to edit that. You don't know anything about the Super Bowl either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna talk about Aaron Donald in a minute because. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you very funny but tell me something. I'm trying to get something Jewish. I'll, I'll tell you. Here. Okay. I'll tell you a good story. The, <laughs> the, the Quebec's Parliament is called the National Assembly, not Canada. I'm talking about Quebec. So they call it a national assembly because, you know, they have aspirations. Okay. So uh, till a couple of years ago, in the national assembly, there was a crucifix with, with you know, uh, a real crucifix, with Jesus, whole thing. And then about 10, 15 years ago, there was a debate that started in Quebec about reasonable accommodation, about how far should government go in accommodating the religious beliefs uh, of its citizens. There's a huge debate about you know, uh, Muslim girls wearing a hijab when they played hockey, teachers wearing hijabs, whatever it was. Okay, there's a whole debate about your reasonable accommodation. So the government, the present government, uh, has enacted certain legislation, you know, uh, banning uh, civil servants in a position of authority from wearing a religious garb. All right, these if I'm a policeman, I can't wear a kippah. Okay. And teachers also can't wear a religious garb. All right. So, but he realized the premier did uh, uh, ago that it would be inconsistent with that approach if the crucifix remained in the National Assembly. Right. You can't be against, you know, you want, you can't forcefully advocate for a secular space in, you know, uh, in Quebec if you have, you know, if you have uh, Jesus hanging up in your National Assembly. So he took it down. 
So I was invited to speak to a group of Canadian uh, bishops from across the country. I'm, I'm, I'm the room. I'm the only Jew in the room. It's all all priests and bishops and whatever. And they and, and I, I was speaking about Quebec and reasonable combination. Is one of the people asked me, what what one of the priests raised hands says, Rabbi, uh, what do you think about this? Is before they took it down, or or when they were discussing to take it down. So um, uh, so I said. So he asked me what I thought about it. I said, I'll tell you the truth. As long as the crucifix remains in the National Assembly, we can be we can be assured that at least one Jew is in the National Assembly. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> they were hysterical. I have to say, they were hysterical. Yeah. So you know, so we never. I said, you know, so um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Quebec Canada is a strange uh, country. If you all, if if the only politics you know are American, Canadian Canadian politics can seem a little strange. Yeah, and but I, I'm happy that that there are Jews that that have a career. Is it considered a part-time job or is it considered a, a full-time position? Is it only like a public service? Well, what they do is they they're in the igloos for six months. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Do ice fishing and maple syrup, and then they trudge with their snowshoes to the. What do you think is going on here? Of course, it's a full-time. This well, is no, 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 because no, no, because I, I we just did, I just did a program about. Um, about uh, Shelley Silver and uh, which which over oh, oh, oh. with Alan Dershowitz and Nate Lewin and uh, Dennis Raps was on the program and I'm plugging that here. Uh, it's available on our uh, platform. I wanted to. What did they? I'm fascinated by that story. It's uh, okay. It's let me just tell you that part of the issue that we talked about was the fact that they don't pay them enough. That in New York State, being part of the state assembly was known to be a part-time job and everybody in the assembly in the uh the senate and in the what's called i guess the representatives they all have jobs and they all do other stuff and many of them are lawyers and therefore they take referral fees so that was the issue i'm just wondering these canadians that uh, that you know that these jewish canadians yeah, it's, that are- it's, 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 listen the problem in new york state is absolutely correct there's corruption because they don't pay them enough that's one of the reasons. There's also corruption because people are corrupt. Uh, but in Canada, yeah, it's a full-time job. Yeah, which which means that uh, they come. You know, obviously, this emergency session probably they 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 had to attend it. They were part of it. Uh, the you know, in, in this way on Shabbos and stuff like that. I'm sure that was the. I mean, our, we had a, a Jewish justice minister a couple of years ago. Irwin Cutler was our justice minister. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so not, uh, we uh, we do okay here. Yeah, there's there's careers there for some nice Jewish boys. We put uh, of our weight a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the Super Bowl for a second. These the neither of these teams. I mean, you, these were not the teams you predicted to be in the Super Bowl. Um, does you know? I, I think what this indicates is that that there isn't this juggernaut type of of team, and it's going to be very hard, I think, to to be able to assemble that in the future. Right. Well, no, here's what I would say about Super Bowl. Personally, it was very enjoyable for me because as a Steeler fan uh, who believes, you know, of course, that what every thoughtful person believes, which is that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the greatest franchise in the history of professional sports, uh, what any objector observer would conclude. And um, so if I have to watch a Super Bowl where the Steelers aren't in it and Tom Brady isn't in it, it was remarkably relaxing, I have to say. Uh, and it was very fun to watch. I had nothing on the line. I did have to care because my I have, I have grandsons 
who are passionate Bengals fans. Yeah, they, they, you, you, you had a daughter who lived in Cincinnati for a right. long time. And they don't live anymore. They're in Cleveland now, but they're very, very passionate uh, Bengals fans. And I was, and I've spent years mocking them as Bengals fans because the Bengals are the single worst franchise in professional sports. They're the only team that until this year hadn't won a playoff game in all those years. And every, all in basketball, football, baseball, they had the longest dry spell of not having won a playoff game. The worst team, and they are there, and they're also horrible human beings. Uh, people like Vontez Burfict and these criminals who they had on their team, unlike the very dignified the Lions. By the way, I don't think you're right, but I think the Lions haven't won a playoff game. And in, 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 I know that they, they haven't been. Oh, the Bengals the- had a longer streak. I know the Lions have is not doing well, but the Bengals yeah. have a longer streak since '88. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the Steelers were, you know, are populated by, you know, righteous people like Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, people beyond reproach. So, of course, any good person would root for the Steelers. So, we're, so, anyway. you, so you weren't rooting for the Bengals, even though you're great? Oh, no. Were? So I was a Murano fan. I publicly stated that I wanted the Bengals to fan, win in order to, you know, so my grandchildren should be happy. But privately, I was hoping they would lose. Uh-huh. I, see. But I, 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 was, I guess my point is, you know, when you think about those great Steelers teams and let's talk about some of the, you know, the Steelers Cowboys games in the seventies where you, you really had two great teams, right? And there was really a certain greatness of the, uh, of the Steelers uh, defensive front. Um, you know, the Cowboys uh, with Staubach and their and by receivers. The, way, the Cowboys, the coach wore a suit and tie and a hat. This guy, Sean McVay is running around in some latex suit there on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, All right. Where's yeah. the dignity in that? Okay. Well, my well, my point is, I think that th- that there's a certain come. It, it isn't like the uh, the '85 Bears, right? The '85 oh. Bears, you you could again those they could crush anyone. Th- right. These 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 guys were sort of decent teams, bunglers, but you you don't think that it couldn't it couldn't have been the Packers, the 49ers, or the Chiefs? No, no. Listen, you're right about this year for sure. Uh, Listen, the league always wanted parity. They got it. Um, listen, the Bengals are only there because they lost for so long and they got first round draft picks like crazy. And uh, so they yeah. had, you know, they're able to you know, get, you know, the high draft picks and or they call it low draft picks. I get mixed up. And uh, they were able to put together a wonderful team. And this guy Burrow is a great quarterback. He is. Right. Right. And they have some wonderful wide receivers. Jamar Chase is great. Uh, their weakness, as everyone by now knows, is an offensive line, which I'm sure they'll fix. Right, which uh, which is which is but I really lost them the game. The, I, the I, play I, calling at the end was terrible. If you ask me, you don't run your second running back against the number one defender, Aaron Donald. You don't, uh, you, you know, the the pass. I mean, they 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 messed up the right. Play. In other words, they they had the chance to put the game away if they could. Yeah, the Bengals could have won this game, and and it would seem that on that and last Stafford was okay. He wasn't great. He missed a lot of throws. Stafford is and on the last drive, which is going to be the drive, his Super right, Bowl right, drive. Right. Didn't they? What's going on? The defense is. They, Cup is obviously a phenomenal player, but you know the ball's going to this guy, right? You know that he's the one. But I will tell you one thing. I watched the other Bengals playoffs games this year, and in any of those games, had Burrow gotten the ball back with ninety seconds left, I would have said it's over. He's going to get a touchdown, or at least tie it with a field goal. In this game, and I thought, I said, you got the ball back with 90 seconds. He had all his timeouts, if I remember correctly. Two. I said, no, no, he had two timeouts. He had had 90 seconds. I said, there's no way he's getting it. There's no way he's going to get it because the defense of the Rams, they were killing him. 
and he got a couple of first downs. Yeah, but, got, yeah, Chase yeah, got a first. Donald. Chase got a first down, but yeah. you know, Aaron Donald but, basically you know, won. The, Aaron Donald Aaron won Donald the game won. for them. You know, by the way, the only reason he's not MVP. People. That's what know. I want to ask about you, because yeah. why you what you know again? Obviously, it's not Stafford. It's either Cup or Donald. Why is it that it's Cup and not Donald? Because offense is it's always oh. about the offensive player. No, oh. oh. first of all, there, there there have been defensive players. Yes, I know. Even in a losing team, I think Bob yes. Lilly. I think I think Bob Lilly was a was, was no, no, MVP. There were there were, there were there were defense. I think the Bears Super Bowl. I think it was it was uh, Trent. What was his name? Dent. I mean Richard Dent. Richard Dent. Yes, he was. Yeah, Richard Dent was Super Bowl MVP. But what people don't realize is the mechanics of this is that they vote before the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> the voting had, a, I don't know why, only 16 people vote. People don't realize this. I dug deep into this. There's only 16 people who vote who the MVP is. By the way, so 16 people, you know, it doesn't take that long to count the votes. We're not counting California. It's 16 people. Yet for some crazy reason, to make it easier One for the second, they, don't they say everybody should be voting? They don't put it out, the 16 MVP. people vote. And, it, and the votes, for some crazy reason, can't be decided, uh, you know, too late. It has to be done before the last two minutes. Had they voted at the end of the game, there's no question. I, I, I believe Aaron Donald would have been the MVP. Yeah, yeah, but they voted before he blew the game up on his own. What, what I would say also to end this uh, football conversation, which I find actually a lot more exciting than the trucker. Canadian truckers. <laughs> that should be the name of the new Canadian team, the Canadian truckers. Um, what I would say is, is that uh, both Cup and Donald are not what you would call incredible physical specimens, right? But Donald is, is, is smaller and he routinely is able to push bigger people out of the way. It's incredible the force incredible. of will, the force of will, the desire. That really, to me, is something that despite the partial of it's it's a force of will. Yes, the and, and even though football is violent and in certain ways, you know, it, it has its uh, excesses. But when you see people like Cooper Cup and Donald who are who are able to do, how do they do it? How was it that this guy is not the fat? He's not Mercury Morris. He's not Bob Hayes, right? He, he, he doesn't even have the body of Julian Edelman. But he somehow, by his desire, his skill, that is in a way uh, a, a chizuk that you, like you say, whether it's Amkshayarif or a Rotsain, Eindavar, Eimenov, Nea Rotsain, that you, you have to say that was, was on display. And maybe no, that he, may, he, he blew two plays in a row. He stuffs him on third and one. He sacks, uh, or almost, and I don't think he got credit for a sack because he got the ball away. He gets to Burrow on fourth and one, and uh, it, it was incredible. One guy, it's it's a remarkable right, thing. Right, especially if you look at him, you know, a defensive line. Look, you know, he's not and mean. Everyone, jo- and everyone's trying to stop him. Right, right. He's not mean Joe Green, but buddy. Right. Right? I mean, he doesn't have that. But and, and that I think is why. Um, Again, you know, we 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 talk about that uh, that incredible, incredible uh, Rotson. Was there any uh, sense? I mean, did you hear any pushback to say that it was, uh, you know, in terms of identity politics that uh, you know the you know that there was some skewing about Cup versus Donald or that? No, I didn't hear anything like that. I just heard general general dismay over this election. Um, 
I, you know, Cup Cup was good, but uh, but uh, in terms if of Cup, look, if Cup was not if Cup was not there, they probably would not have been able to get a touchdown. No, but right? no, but here's the thing: Cup's role become became much more prominent when OBJ went down early in the game after you know getting a you know a, 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 you know scoring a touchdown. You know, there would have been OBJ was number two, even when he got when the Rams picked him up. Cup was the Stafford, and as as Chris no, no, Collins no, no, points saying, out. The way he was being targeted, OBJ, at the beginning of the game for passes, it's clear he was they intended a bigger role from him, and, and in that game at least. But but again, Cup didn't even get a hundred yards. I mean, and, uh, and he got the MVP. He played a crucial role. But you know, any person watching that game would have voted for Aaron Donald. Yes. Well, I think we should. Uh, that should be, I think, our next uh, protest. We should definitely. Uh, the truckers have, should go protest and. Uh, yes. Yes. We should definitely do something over there. Well. Deal, deal with the uh, deal with the deal with Canadian uh, sports and protests. We'll catch you hopefully next time. <laughs> this has been this this has been uh, the CBC illuminating. This has been a very illuminating conversation. Yes, the CBC. Uh, we'll be back with I don't know what the CBC shows, but we'll be back next week with uh, with, with 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 commentary and uh, on all uh, the important uh, issues of the day. Uh, Especially the way they are uh, in, up north in Canada. Take everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.